sounded like right before the Jewish New Year when Beit Reim Synagogue in Vaughan, Ontario was setting up the sanctuary for a big crowd. Volunteers wheeled the synagogue's portable digital yurtzeit memorial kiosk into a prominent spot in the lobby, plugged it in and booted it up. The conservative egalitarian synagogue is housed inside the Lubavitch Jewish community campus, but it doesn't own the space it rents, and so installing a permanent yurtzeit memorial wall complete with brass plaques and tiny lights was never an option. Two years ago, the former executive director, Rivka Campbell, who you might know as the host of the Rivkush podcast on our CJN network, heard about a company which makes regular donor walls and memorial plaques that was now offering a high-tech solution. The digital screen and the interactive software displays the weekly yort sites, and these are much more detailed than what you can fit onto a metal plaque on the wall. You can have photos long biographies, even family trees. It also comes with a link from the shul's website so you can access these yort sites from anywhere, even your phones. Already, some 50 American synagogues from Manhattan to Boynton Beach, Florida have bought them. Now Beit Reim has become the first and only synagogue in Canada to have one. Theirs is a 42-inch screen in an oak kiosk that matches the bima and the Arn Kodesh. People are very comfortable with tradition. And so if they don't have a need, they're not looking to change anything. And I think a lot of members in traditional shuls will present a lot of pushback. Because we are not in a permanent space, this was a great opportunity for us. But other shuls might not feel exactly the same way. However, it gives us so much more than what's just a name on the wall. So we are very, very thrilled to have this. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, September the 18th. 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. So full disclosure, I am a member of Beit Reim. I have been for years, but it's a really cool and interesting story and trend that I wanted you to hear about, and I haven't participated personally in this project, so there's no conflict. So far, Beit Reim has two dozen names on the digital Yortzeit kiosk, including Lorraine Bloom's own family members. She chaired the digital Yortzeit project. The first digital plaque costs $360, so does the second one, and after that, subsequent names are 180. The shul does give a tax receipt. While Beit Reim is the only synagogue in Canada to have this model, there have been digital yortzeit boards for several years now at Ottawa's Kehillat Beth Israel and in Winnipeg at Sharet Zedek. They bought theirs from a Winnipeg company called Planned Legacy. They cost about $20,000, and I can tell you that other synagogues in Canada are talking about it too, including Adath Israel in Toronto and the Shar in Montreal, because eventually they will run out of room on their walls for the plaques. Joining me now from Beit Reim is Lorraine Bloom. We're here in where normally is the banquet hall synagogue space in the Schwartz Riesemann Center. So let's look at it. What does it say? And oh, your names are on it. Okay. Right, so the, the donors were the Stern, Doris and Richard Stern and family, and so there's a beautiful plaque 
commemorating uh, their donation. Beautiful, it's a beautiful kiosk. It's like a huge computer screen. But what's really nice about it is that it's interactive. So as we approach it... So before we see what's on the screen, let's like, it's like a big wooden structure. It's about, what, five feet tall, maybe? Yeah. I would say so. We're short. I'm right. like five three. Right, and it's, and it's I guess it's about two and a half or three feet wide. And Maybe is, three feet. Is wide. this the only design they make, or you decided no. on this particular have, custom? This, the company is actually a company in New Jersey, and they have different options. A lot of um, synagogues have a screen on their wall, so it's more of a permanent structure on their wall that is replacing the traditional site walls of our youth where you just saw a name and there was a light that you would turn on and it was that's all you saw a name i know that when we embarked on this at in the beginning of 2022 we were the first synagogue in canada to be looking at this opportunity and we were very excited about it um, we were using the opportunity the, that we do not have a permanent building to see how we can memorialize our loved ones it's, it's a mobile kiosk. It can be moved from room to room. So wherever we're having an event, we can bring it with us. As long as you have a plug and internet, internet connection. connection. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. right. But as, as you can see, the screens are scrolling. So um, we, have, we have several screens, and they, it automatically scrolls. Now, when it's on Shabbat mode, when it's on Shabbat mode, you cannot click on a name. But the rest of the week, you can click on any name and it will bring up the person's story. And it's a wonderful opportunity to not only memorialize our loved ones, but to learn about their past and to learn about their values and to connect with them and be inspired with, by them, even if we didn't know these people. Now, when you click on, when you submit a person's name, you have the choice to add as much or as little as you like. You can add up to three photographs, and the text is unlimited. So if you click on one of the names, you'll see that some people don't have any text. They just have the York site date and the person's name. But then you could click on other people's So stories. this is Rose Udenamer, which of course is, is dear my, to your heart. My bubby, my late bubby. And um, I actually, this was the first entry that I put in, so I put very little. I just put her basic story, her family, where she's from, her brothers and sisters and her parents. But I, I did not add more because I just wanted to see how it would work. And you could click on the different pictures, baby pictures, wedding pictures. Um, you have the choice of what you want to add. But the beauty of this is that it can be edited. So now that I'm more familiar with it, I will add more. And if we go back, we could see, I, unfortunately, I just lost my grandmother this year. Uh, uh, in March, so it's very recent, and her story is much longer because I, wow. I yeah, put a, exactly. a lot more. Grandma Doris Evan. I, I Evan? About, yeah, Doris Evan. I talked about her, her, her person and her neshama and what she meant to us and the, the legacy that she leaves for her family. You, now, I don't have access to it, but through the office, they will. So it's not like Wikipedia, where everyone could go in and put fake information. No, of but course. the office will edit it. And this is the beauty. We could, we could really draw a picture and paint a picture of the person's life and who they were. And I grew up, like most of us, going to traditional synagogues where there was a wall of names. And it was nice. It always it was meaningful to see your family up there. 
but but that's all it was. It was a name, and we knew the stories, but but you could, no one else could access it. This is wonderful because it's interactive, and so it's actually a website, and you could send the link. You could share the link with anybody in your family or anyone you would like to all over the world, and it can be accessed, and people can, can see their stories, and, and they're, they're accessible anywhere, which is very different from how we grew up. No, but if you're sitting in synagogue, for example, and this is in the lobby, it's not on the wall right beside you anymore. There's that kind of um, loss of, I don't know, the tradition or that feeling that you were just right. mentioning, you'd like to see your right. family's name. Well, then you see it when you go out during the Kiddush. We actually started having this kiosk in this service with us um, on Saturday mornings. And everyone, I think, preferred to have it outside so that you could go and be a little bit more um, not interactive because you can't access it during Shabbat, but you could stand there and talk about your family member during the Kiddush. And it was, it was, it was more meaningful to be outside. And, and less distracting also during the service. Oh, I was just going to say, so how, how do you work with halakha when, for example, on, on uh, high holidays, you're not allowed to touch it? You said there was a Shabbat setting. Right. I assume so, it's for all holidays. That's right. So we put it on a Shabbat mode, and even if somebody accidentally might click on it, it nothing will happen. So it is not actually interactive. It is constantly scrolling, but it is not interactive during Shabbat. Do you know how many are on now? Like how many have been uploaded so far? Names? If not, we can look at I think there are about 15. 15? Right now. But the potential is for how many? Unlimited. Unlimited. And sort of how is it going now? Well, we started just before, no, I guess it was during COVID when people weren't really coming to shul. So there, was, there were a few who, who jumped on and were very excited about it. And then we found as people are starting to come to Shul more in person and see it, they're getting more excited and people are starting to subscribe more. Is there anything that you would like to change or uh, something you would, didn't like about it or some kind of quirks? Yeah, it's funny that you ask. The, the one thing that people ask about that we do not have the option right now is that when it's the Yort site, they would like somehow the name to be highlighted. And as far as I know, that is not an option in this program. And it's something that actually I will be reaching out to the company to see if there's a possible way to do that because that's a nice, even though you see the name, it would be nice for it to be highlighted. Yeah, to match like what would be Absolutely. on the wall with the little light right. that is in all the Absolutely. shuls we know of. I, I, hope you, I hope you captured our excitement because we are thrilled with this. We know it's going to grow. Um, another opportunity that maybe I didn't talk about, it's a great fundraising opportunity because uh, it's a great way to bring in money while you're so, being supportive of the shul and memorial, memorializing your loved one. Thanks so much for being on the CJN Daily. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. The manufacturer of these digital plaques is W&E Bomb. It's a century-old U.S. company based in Freehold, New Jersey. It's near Lakewood, and they make the normal memorial plaques too. They also do wall-mounted versions of the digital kiosks. And if you want to see some examples, go to our show notes. I put the link to the company in there for you. Heshi Spira spent several years studying at a yeshiva in Toronto, the Masifta Yeshiva with Rabbi Brodsky, before he moved back home to the United States and worked at W&E Bomb. He says most of his clients for the digital Yortzeit boards are conservative and reform synagogues in the U.S., but there's now also interest in Europe. And Heshi joins me now. Thank you for having me. And maybe you can explain 
what this digital Yortzite board concept is. So before I get into that, I'd like to just bring you up to the progression of how we got to the digital Yortzite board. Ah, okay, let's uh, start product. there. Um, every synagogue in the United States, I can say 99% of them have a uh, some type of way to memorialize loved ones, people have passed away. Um, via it a uh, a plaque on on a board. Uh, some installations might have uh, might not have a light next to each individual plaque, but I would say most of the uh, yard side boards will have a light either to the right or to the left or both. Up until the mid uh, early two thousands, every Friday you would print or Sunday any day you would print out a list and you turn in standard candelabra based bulbs, turn them in and turn them out as you want to illuminate the light. Uh, in 2003, we started investigating and coming up with a an automation so the lights go on and off by themselves. We started writing a patent on that. How does that work? There's a master controller that's behind the in, behind the board, and the master controller has all the names saved in there. And the the chip basically tells the light to go on that specific week and goes off the following week. So there's no labor, and it comes four times a year. Yisker time. All the lights that I have that are programmed just go on before Yom Kippur and go off after Yom Kippur. But it's done basically, it's eliminated all the labor. That congregation that has a few thousand plaques, it takes hours every time they want to screw in some of the bulbs and screw out the bulbs. And as well as the um, the traditional candelabra base socket, they were breaking, they were drying up. The, the wiring is drying up after being on the wall for 50, 60 years. Now the new technology is all LED. So it takes a lot less draw on the power power grid. So it's basically it's a green a green method of lighting the lighting system. In 2008, when the economy tanked, unfortunately, what we started seeing is a trend of synagogues closing. Particularly in we're based in the East Coast, and we were getting calls from synagogues. Okay, we're going to be merging with another synagogue. So the first question was always, how many yard type plaques do you have on the wall? Um, and they'd come back with a number, let it be 1,000, 1,500, or 2,000. And then I'd ask the next following question, follow-up was, how many plaques does the synagogue you're merging with have? And they'd say, well, they also have two, 3,000. So the problem, problem came up, how do you display 5,000 plaques on the synagogue wall? What essentially that it's done is that the minute you walk into a synagogue, all you see is death. All you see is plaques on the wall. So synagogues weren't happy about that. But the merging synagogue, who might be closing their doors, but they're coming with money, although they're selling their building. So they're coming with a million, two million dollars, and they're saying, well, the only way we're coming is if you're displaying our yard side boards. So at that point, we decided, okay, why don't we start, let's create a digital yard site system. So what we've done is cataloged all the plaques that are in the synagogue and created a digital yard side board. Um, so on the left side of the screen, you'd have a, a candle that looks like a Yorzeit candle and moving flame. And then automatically on Fridays, or there's different settings, um, the names of the following week will appear on the screen. We have four different size screens from 32 inch up to 65 or 70 inches. But then we said, let's take it one step forward and let's create a touch screen. So if you were to touch an individual plaque, building in with an opportunity of you can submit a photo and a bio about each individual member that has passed away. So what we've essentially done is created a, a history inside the synagogue, but it's also the yard side board. So there are quite frequently um, may, a lot of people who volunteer for the synagogue. 
um, and and they don't necessarily have lots of money, so their name is not necessarily on the building, uh, but they've done so much for the synagogue, and you want to tell their story, but you don't have a place to put their story because they're only a volunteer. With this system, it gives you an opportunity to, to, to list their accomplishments, their spouses and children's names, when they came, when they joined the synagogue, when they moved to Canada, you know, any specific synagogue, um, where they've moved to, where they lived, when they were born. Um, so that has given us opportunity to essentially take this and create a, 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 it's a yard side wall plus a history wall. Then what we added is another progression into it that we have created a family tree. So you might have a, a number of members in the family that are part of the synagogue. So it's going to be an aunt, an uncle, grandparents. So if you click a, an individual member, you can also now see additional relatives. As synagogues started purchasing the system, we came across you know, we work with a lot of all the different denominations, essentially, you know, you have conservative reform, orthodox, lots of different questions come up, like the issue of Shabbos. What happens? It's a touchscreen. What happens on Shabbos? An orthodox synagogue doesn't want anyone touching the synagogue, the, the, the actual screen on Shabbos. So what we did is we built in a timer. So on Friday from 4.30, which is essentially the early, 4.15, 4.30 is the earliest Shabbos. Um, and then the latest is about 9.30. We built in a timer. They click a button. And then the interaction on the screen stops working for that particular time. And then we added another synagogue wanted all the holidays. So we added an additional feature. So comes Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shavuos, all those. You can lock the screen or you can override it. If you want to, you don't have a problem. If your synagogue has no issue with people touching the screen on Shabbat, you just override that button. So as we're building this, we're always thinking, how can we make it better? So what we started doing also is creating an online page for the individual synagogue. So if Beth Raim, for argument's sake, would like all their members to be able to see the yard sites on the go. So if they're traveling, they're in Israel, or they're on vacation in Honolulu, wherever that is, they can go to Beth Raim's website and they can click on the button which says, see yard site wall, virtual yard site wall. So specifically when it happened when COVID hit and the synagogues closed, this method of having it online allowed people still to see the yard sites online. What sort of... I guess, emotional or not put, even pushback, have you encountered or are you hearing that synagogues encounter because some people like to actually sit near the plaque if it's their Yorkshire week and see the family name, like I'm getting teared up, but touch it, you know? So what yeah. are you hearing? So I was actually in a synagogue, I don't remember the name, but it's in Peabody, Massachusetts. And um, we did two digital Yorkshire walls for them. One is inside the sanctuary that was showcasing all the yard sites of the week. And there was another screen that was outside in the hallway that showed all the names constantly scrolling. So when I went there for the meeting, they did a congregational vote in order to go away from tangible plaques to the digital system. And I finished my spiel. And then up, uh, one of the members raised her hand and said, I'd like to talk about what we're voting for. And she was actually extremely upset about going from tangible plaques to the digital yard site method. And, and I can quote what she was saying. It says, if you go in this, in this direction, um, open up the grave and put me in there with my mom's plaque. It hurt. I understood. And I'm not, and I understand because to her, she comes in every weekend and touches it. She kisses the plaque. She talks. That was her connection to uh, her mom. She does not go to the cemetery. The mom is buried somewhere else and she had no way of getting there. So that was her connection. So I'm sensitive to it. I understand it. On the flip side, the synagogue had no wall space. There was a physical wall space to put a singular plaque up there. 
this is a tremendous fundraiser for synagogues. Some synagogues charge from the low end would be, let's say, $360. We have one or two synagogues that we know charge between $1,800 and $2,000. This is the large fundraiser. So to say that to go away from the yard sites, that's not the direction where the synagogue wanted to go. I'm sensitive to it, but I also understand there's a logistical issue. There's no space. We had one scenario where a synagogue was merging. They hired an engineer to, to, to build them a physical wall. The cost for that was over $150,000 between planning, reinforcement of wall, contractor, approval, permits, all that stuff. It's $150,000. The digital unit cost them $25,000. And they couldn't justify it to the board either, I'm sure. Correct. The, the, the synagogue wouldn't allow them to spend that kind of money. They said, if we can, if we have a solution for $25,000 or $30,000, we can't go and spend synagogue money at $150,000. Over time, most synagogues who have gone in this, di- in this direction have only had positive feedback. What reason? People like to tell a story behind their loved one. A traditional plaque has one or two lines. It's got a Hebrew name, an English name. It's got two dates. That's it. There's nothing. If there was a Holocaust survivor and that person wanted to tell their story, how they left Europe and, and settled in Massachusetts or in, in Arkansas or in, in, in Toronto, they can't tell the, they cannot tell a story in three lines. This is giving them an opportunity to tell their story. I was in Temple Israel in West Bloomfield, which is the largest reformed synagogue in the United States. And I did my, essentially did my spiel of uh, giving them a demo of the software. At the end of my demo, a gentleman, an elderly gentleman stood up and he says he'd like to talk. And he volunteered and he said, I am going to pay for this system. So they ordered six, six digital displays. And he says, I'll tell you why. I am a Holocaust survivor. The only thing Hitler wanted to do is eradicate us. Forget who we are. What you've created, he turned to me and he says, you might be able to take a plaque and put it in the garbage and melt it down and gone. You have now created a digital footprint for me. My story is going to be hanging in my synagogue, my connection. I'm not going to be forgotten. And he paid hundred over $100,000 to cover the bill. This happened in Temple Israel, West Bloomfield. So what we've created essentially is an opportunity for people to continue their story, their legacy. And uh, they're not a piece of metal anymore. Now there's a picture, there's a story behind them. And would you be able to say which denomination of Judaism is the most adopting of this? I would say between conservative synagogues and reform synagogues are equal. Um, I would say it's 50-50 on those. The the young Israels, the more orthodox synagogues, um, are, are not necessarily there yet, only basically because there's less mergers going on in the Orthodox community, it's always there's more pop-up synagogues. They're not, they're not necessarily closing. It's the conservative reform who is merging more than the Orthodox, and so they need it more. Now let's talk halakhically. Is there anything that the rabbinates or the buds or the basteens are saying? No, this is not good. Or I mean, did you have to get approval? Um, so to answer that, I didn't. I wasn't looking for an approval. I didn't ask for one. Um, number one, number two, uh, all Orthodox synagogues that I can walk into that, that I've, I, that I have walked into that have the, um, digital display that says, uh, Yalav Yavo in the same Baruch Hav, the same Talamatar or the Parsha of the week. That's all digital as well. 
And then they have digital announcements in the hallway that say, you know, Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, or Tzesak Chavim. It's all digital. So this is just no different than that. All, it, all it's doing is, is displaying names of memorials. So I haven't heard from any rabbi to say, I mean, this is Asur to have. Um, I, I, I have heard rabbis say, I don't, I don't, I prefer not to have it inside the sanctuary. Can you put it in a hallway? Or can you put it off to the side versus to right in front of my face? But uh, I haven't heard anyone saying halachically that this is a problem. And they would want it elsewhere because it's a distraction. People are going to go up to it. They're going to go and look at it. They're going to yenta. Correct. So the God puts it out uh, no. sometimes where the kiddish is because that way people don't disturb during the sermon or whatever, right? Correct. Or you'll have a, a hybrid system where you're going to have one inside the sanctuary which showcases only the yard sites for that week and not interactive. They don't want anyone touching it. There's going to be another one in the hallway that allows you to uh, interact with it. One last thing. Um, so can it be hacked? This is another security issue because, you know, they could ransomware or even change it or put, you know, Zoom bombing, whatever they used to do uh, about anti-Semitic stuff, right? So the way the system is built, it's a it's an online system. It's all in the cloud. Nothing is local on the computer itself. Uh, we do we, we do uh, dual backups constantly every day. Um, we haven't had anyone hack any of these systems. They are protected. There's a password in order for the admin to go in and add names, remove names, um, and we do the best we can. Everything is hackable. Everything is, is if someone wants to go and do damage, um, I always, not that I minimize it, but I always say, you're going to steal my grandmother's picture. I mean, what are you going to do with my grandmother's picture? Well, what are you going to do with my yard site name? It's not much to, to ransom. It's names which they can reload into the system. It's all an online database that we can reload. But thank God we haven't had any issues and we hope not to have any issues. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. I'd really love to know what you think of the digital interactive Yortzite memorial idea. Would you like it for your shul or not? Write to me. Let me know your comments. I'm at ebessner at thecjn.ca. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. We'll talk again soon.